Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 15 of Back to Square One. We are your lovely host, Derek and Carmen. Um, it's been three weeks. Since right? we last recorded. Yeah. Yeah, good thing we have uh, episodes in the vault, you know, life kind of got in the way. Mm, yep. I turned 33. You turned 33? Yep. <laughs> Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Yeah, for my 33rd... Yeah, give us a nice up up update. What did you do for your 33rd birthday? Honestly, this year was um was probably the most low-key birthday that I've ever had. Bro, you left the province. Well, I mean, like it wasn't <laughs> that that wasn't specifically for my birthday. So, I just came back from a trip uh to Vancouver. And um that trip wasn't specifically for my birthday. It just happened to be on my birthday weekend, but uh-huh. it was really random. Like a group of girls um, or four of my really close friends, we were all having girls night one day and uh, we were all just like, we should go somewhere. I like how you said my close friends as if I'm not friends <laughs> with them. <laughs> I'm telling the audience, okay? <laughs> but yeah, we were just like, we should go somewhere. Like a lot of them, I mean, actually a lot of us haven't been on a plane in so long, right? Since right. COVID. And um, just with all the PCR rules and the COVID testing rules, we thought the easiest place to go was like within the country. So Vancouver was the easiest. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like two of us on this trip were pregnant or are pregnant. um, And so it just didn't make sense to go somewhere super far, like just in case. At least we're in like Mm -hmm. Canadian soil, Canadian healthcare, And um, so, yeah, we, we booked a trip, you know, to Vancouver for four or five days four days i was there for five they were there for four downtown vancouver yeah so we stayed at a friend's um shout outs to tammy she actually this is funny because um this is the friend that i was talking about in episode six when we talked about chemistry oh the one you can't look at eye. yeah Wait, she <laughs> lives in vancouver okay does she listen to this podcast i mean maybe but oh i'm sure God. she knows i think she knows that that the eye contact thing is a thing right because sometimes like we'll look at each other she'll look away too and i'll be like i know i know she feels it i know what you're <laughs> thinking right now but yeah she's like honestly she's so nice she so every time i go to vancouver i'll always reach out to her and her husband ray and i'll always be like hey i'm in town and and they always they're the best hosts they will like buy you metro passes and bring like take the day off and bring you around even though i've been to vancouver a thousand times right right? but they just love vancouver so much and they love showing off vancouver that you know they do that i don't know if people in toronto really do that like i feel like we meet up for drinks maybe dinner but like i wouldn't take the day off yeah it's only a specific type of friend where you're like we're spending the day together i'm going to show you around it might be a thing where hey let's meet up um for lunch yeah and then you do your own thing and then maybe at night we'll grab drinks again exactly right or like if they ask like hey what's fun to do you know like there are a couple like touristy things that i could probably think of but they know like the really good restaurants and like are they they from vancouver yeah yeah yeah, like born Born and raised raised. um so anyway so that weekend that i was going she just happened to be in Toronto because mm-hmm. her, her husband's from Toronto. So she was like, I'm not going to be in town, but why don't you and my your girlfriends stay at my house? Wow. Okay? It's a house. Okay. She lives in Olympic Village, which is, which is like 
a couple minutes walk to the seawall. Mm. She lives like almost downtown. And I was just like, oh no, like I'm I'm coming with people that you don't even know. Like I'm coming with four strangers to you. And she's like, it's okay, I trust you. She's like, oh, and take my car. Wow. Yeah, she's like, they're just going to be sitting there anyways. Like, yeah, go to my house, you know, take my car. She didn't ask for like anything. You know, it wasn't like, oh, you know, if you're going to pay it for an Airbnb, why don't you just pay me? Nothing like that. And you know, like there's a difference between someone who's being nice and offering once versus someone who's very persistent and saying like, no, seriously, just do it. You know, she literally was like, Mogam hot Hela. And then she was like, it gives me an excuse to actually clean the house and like, oh my God, I know she was so persistent. And so I was like, that's a, that's a, that's a. There's a two different type of people in this world kind of clip, you know what I mean? There's people who do that and people who don't. Yeah. And so like, she's just so genuinely down to earth. So nice. So yeah, we, we took her up for the offer and it was, yeah, it was, it was really good because her location was just like super close to everything. So, um, as I said, it was like me and four other girls and, and obviously, you know, all of them, but, um, <laughs> yes, <I do. laughs> but the trip was like mainly pretty much like an eating trip because me and Rosanna, one of the girls who are, who was also on the trip, she's also pregnant. She's seven weeks ahead of me. And like, we couldn't go to like bars and Vancouver doesn't really have like a nightlife, you know, things kind of close early. So we would like every day we would literally wake up, plan out where we were going to eat and then plan activities around those restaurants. So it would either be like shopping down Robson Street or, you know, checking out like Granville Island and then and then going to eat like honey donuts near there. And I've never had so many fucking donuts in my life. Like (laughs) these girls love donuts so much like i'm not a big fan of donuts but they're like oh my god we got to get these donuts and i'm like at the end of this trip i was just so sick of fucking donuts but is it because they don't usually give themselves the excuse to eat unhealthy in toronto maybe is it like a you know what i mean when you're traveling you're yeah. on vacation like fuck it i'm eating anything maybe and i i mean jen who's another one of the girls who who went on this trip she's married to like master chef canada eric mm. chong so i know she is pretty big on like foods and everything yeah she has really high expectations for food so we ate so good like (laughs) we ate really well okay but when i travel i don't i'm not a big like foodie i would say like i like to eat but i'm pretty like easygoing when it comes to food so for me it's like you know i would have been i think i would have wanted to like oh let's check out like a museum or let's go to a Canucks game or like let's do more activities but it was hard because you know it's just when it's a group of girls you kind of just want to go with the flow of mm-hmm. everyone else. yeah for sure yeah but it was still fun like it was a different kind of fun for sure it wasn't like a super rowdy trip it wasn't like a boys trip no, no it wasn't a boys trip um but I, I do have a story <laughs> this is like the highlight of my entire trip okay so on the street that Tammy lives on, which is in the Olympic Village, um, I don't know where we were walking to. Oh, we were walking to BC Liquor. So like their equivalent of, of oh, LCBO, LCBO yeah. which is their liquor store. So we're walking down the street and it was around 5.30 p.m. Okay. And in that neighborhood, I mean, in Vancouver, almost everyone has a dog. 
Okay, so you see like a lot of residents around that time because it's after after work. Right. They were all walking their dogs. And uh, we were walking to lick, uh, BC Liquor because um, some of the girls wanted to get wine. So it's 5.30. The sun is setting. Okay. All of a sudden, all you hear is like, caw, 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 right? <laughs> and we started getting like attacked by crows. Okay. Like they were chasing you guys? They were literally, like I have a like video of you it. Guys? They weren't pecking us, but they were like, let's say the street that we were walking along, there were trees uh-huh. lining that street. Okay. So we would run and they would like come from high <laughs> they were, up. And they were following you guys. They would come from high up and literally dive down and then land on the tree that's beside us and like be like, gah, 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 right? So I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, like why are they choosing you yeah, guys? Yeah, we didn't, we didn't have food on us. Like, right. Um, we were looking around to see if there was like a dead animal maybe nearby because I think crows like they're kind of like scavengers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they like, or they like shiny things. Do they? Yeah, crows uh, like shiny things. <laughs> Where did you? Is that a real thing? No. Or like, <laughs> this like, is a real thing. There's okay, a. Have you ever? How many crows have you seen in your life at once at one time? Maybe like two together exactly. at most. Yeah, yeah. It's not a thing in Toronto. Yeah. Like crows it, are not a crew. No, no, no crows and like pigeons are our things are like yeah, sure, pigeons sure, sure. are common in toronto like maybe seagulls yeah, maybe yeah. geese yeah but crows i feel like you only see them like in uh farm areas yeah 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 more like like cemeteries yeah haunted forces yeah that's why they <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why they say like when you see a crow it's like years of bad luck right it's right. a bad luck for you so i've never seen so many crows like honestly there are probably like a hundred crows okay oh wow yeah and they would we would scream and then like we would run to the next tree and they would like they would all wait at one tree and then when we ran to the next tree they would be like ah, 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 they would, like come to the next tree and follow us it's all those fucking donuts you guys are eating they're like <laughs> these guys smell delicious so then at, at some point we were looking around we were screaming and the residents that were walking their dogs they were all laughing at us right so we were like they like what do they know that we don't yeah, know and they were so calm like some of these people were walking like past us and they were also close to the crows and they were just like acting like nothing happened. So at one point I was like, I, I, I like talked to some guy and I was like, is this like a, like a regular occurrence? Like what are they doing? Right? So he's like every night at sunset, that's dusk, right? Or dawn. Dusk. I think dawn is sunrise. Okay. Whichever sunset is. Every day, so around 5.30, 6 o'clock, all of the crows in Vancouver will fly together towards Burnaby. Okay? Okay. Uh, Like a a specific park in Burnaby. Mm -hmm. Or a specific area in Burnaby. And there's like different, different, and they've been doing this since 1970s or something like that. I'm not even kidding you. A little bit of Vancouver history for <laughs> yeah. everybody. So we were like, what? We're like, why? Right? And they're like, the rumor has it that the reason is there's a hydro station there mm-hmm. that's really warm. And so every night when the sun sets, so during the day they'll go, they'll disperse, they'll do what crows do during the day. And then at night when it gets colder, they'll all fly back together and they'll gather at in Burnaby specifically around this like warm i guess wait but you guys weren't in burnaby we were not but we were in the pathway that they were flying 
flying towards like it was the direction oh so, so the they street, weren't really following you they were following the trees and yeah and the street that we go on was leading towards burnaby oh. okay so i was like this doesn't make any sense like why don't they just fly like why are they flying so low like so right. we, we, and then whatever we looked we looked up and i swear to you not it was just like so oh, many like you didn't quotes. notice the swarm until yeah. you looked up so what they and so we looked it up afterwards and apparently what they do is um they're very they're actually um very like what's it called like herd animals like right. they like to they, they're like, like a very social yeah social animals so when they fly they'll actually fly they'll stop at one tree or one building and wait for everybody first and then they'll fly to the next location uh-huh. so like those trees were kind of like their little pit stops but because we were running, we didn't realize it was like that was kind of their next pit stop. They weren't like targeting us, but they were just this is just their normal route, right? Another fun fact, um, like a group of crows is called a murder of crows. Right, yes, I've heard this before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so when we started Googling it, like I'm really into this stuff because I just love like scary shit. So I was Googling it and then like apparently like I was on Reddit and Reddit's like pretty accurate i feel like <laughs> like the information on reddit so um, reddit is the truth of the internet <laughs> right more much more so than wikipedia i would say <laughs> so like on reddit um they said that oh it's one of the hidden gems of vancouver like wait you, what do you mean like the, 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 the crows? crows the gathering of the crows oh my God, how sad of a okay so the next day <laughs> so the next day wait, you're trying to fucking film it the next day we had some time to kill before our dinner reservation and um i was like guys let's go to burnaby oh my god <laughs> when you guys actually went we went oh my god i heard you, mm, so we burnaby go- is not the it's it, there's nothing to do other i yeah, don't think there's much to do burnaby there. is not the vibes we stayed in our car from what i hear <laughs> but uh we we basically um reddited where the best um, place to to spot a murder yeah to spot a murder exactly <laughs> and how um, to catch a murderer yeah and then um so they told us like oh go to dick's lumber right be but right behind costco or whatever right so we drove there uh-huh. it's exactly 5 30 uh at that moment like susan's baby daughter riley who's two years old she calls us and her husband is in the background she's like wait he's like wait why are you guys sitting in the car? What are you guys doing? And we just all started laughing because like... Yeah, it's like, how do you explain this How do you to explain someone? this? Like, it sounds so stupid, but lo and behold, at six o'clock, we heart, we started hearing the... Right? You look up in the sky, there were so many crows. Like, the people described it as all of a sudden the sky turns black. Like the, and is that it's accurate? It's dark. It wasn't as intense as the videos we saw online, but there were a lot, like if you looked at them, they just looked like flies because they're black, right? Uh, they looked like flies and they were like coming in from- It's like a horror scene? Horror. Where like, the demons are here? Yeah. And it was like flying from all directions, like to this one central area. And um, yeah, it was just, uh, I mean, like I, like I said, I really like this shit. So I, out of the whole group, I think I was the most like- excited about this i mean but the other girls they were filming and stuff so i think anyway so then i told tammy my friend who who told us to live our house and i was like oh my god she's like what you guys do today i was like 
we went crow, crow spotting, you know? And I, I sent her all these articles and I'm like, did you know this? And she's like, in my like 36 years that I've lived in Vancouver, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> so I realized like, it's basically the equivalent of someone coming to Toronto and like going geese spotting or like something ridiculous, but it was so funny. <laughs> but I mean, that's an actual like uh, Vancouver tradition or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it was, but it clearly isn't. Well, I mean, the person you asked in the street knew about it. Yeah, but I think it's probably one of those like, yeah, they, that's what they do, but no one's really like interested. Was it a white person who told you? Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, Asians just don't know about these things. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. Asians <laughs> don't know about the outdoors. <laughs> we, we only know about indoors. Yeah, but it was, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was, I, I, I like stuff like that. I don't know, like in one of the, the Reddit posts, it was like saying that, the best spot is some cemetery. Oh, God. And, like, all the girls are like, no way! Yeah! But I was like, oh, man. If I was, like, I don't know, like, I feel like if I was with you guys, you'd be like, let's go. No, I, I definitely wouldn't. <laughs> no, you'd be scared. I, I think cemeteries are a bad mojo, man. Okay. After seeing that many crows, we were like, okay, like, cue the 500 years of bad luck right, that we're right, going right, to get. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. But um, that was the highlight of our trip. Stop, that was the highlight. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it was a really chill trip. Like we didn't I mean, apart from the food and like But uh, how was the weather? Was it nice? No, the weather was really good. Um it was like hovering between like 11 to 14 degrees and it Vancouver's always really But like a me. t-shirt? No, 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 no. Light no. jacket. A light jacket. The thing is like you know how Vancouver um it's always gloomy. Yeah. It's always raining. It was sunny there. Yeah, it was sunny that, that weekend that we went. So. I feel like it's it's not as gloomy as uh, people portray it to be. It definitely is. Don't get me wrong. But I, half the times I've been there, it's been, it's been nice. It's been beautiful. Mm. It's like sunny days. You look out. You Do see you go them. in the summer though? I think, I think That's so. That's probably why. Yeah, because they don't really have a winter. Like it barely right. snows there, but it's... So in the winter, it's more gloomy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like literally the day we left, it was like raining again, so... Because I feel like London is more gloomy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I, pic- that's how I picture London too. Yeah, half half the half my memories of London is gray. No sun. Yeah, but that was our trip and I realized that... Man, like... Being pregnant isn't fun. <laughs> It's definitely not fun. <laughs> it's definitely not fun. Have there been any perks? Of being pregnant? Yeah. Like, does someone give you their parking spot? Did um, a waitress walk by and be like, hey, this cake is on the house? So, um, <laughs> I don't know how you get that example. For some reason on this trip, like, one of the things we did was we would have a foot massage every day. It wasn't cheap either. Like, I Yeah, don't we're know. in Canada, bro. We're yeah. not in Thailand. But we were massages. just like, we... we we felt like we were doing so much walking and eating and we were like, what's, what's like a fun thing to do? Let's go get massages. So we, like we Chinese had, massages. Yeah. They're from Chinese. Like it was like happy feet or like, yeah. So, <laughs> um, because Ro and I were pregnant, um, we would always get like the first treatment. Yeah. That we would always get them. Come, 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 they come. would always be like, we're going to give you the most experienced, uh, foot. Masseuse. The best, yeah. the best hands in the business. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was like the only perk. Otherwise, no, not really. <laughs> Otherwise, life has been <laughs> more of a chore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think one of the biggest perks of being pregnant is definitely like just 
there's an excuse to just eat as much as you you can. But do you feel like you've eat more now? And more more cravings? I definitely eat more than I used to. I, I used to eat like very little. I used to only eat two meals a day, lunch and dinner. And then how much do you eat now? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then like. <laughs> now you're a normal person. Like pretty much like five meals a day. But small meals or big meals? Uh, like lunch and dinner are still big meals, but the in between I'll have like snacks still. Right, right. Yeah, and definitely the best perk about being pregnant is that like as soon as I became pregnant, Eden was like, "Okay, you don't need to do any chores." <laughs> He doesn't want me to like use any like chemicals. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so yeah, he Which is true. Yeah, cleaning I, supplies and Yeah, like in you know, we use a lot of like bleach yeah, for the right. cleaning the bathrooms and stuff. So he's been really good about that. He he pretty much like cleans um all the bathrooms. He does the dishes all the time. He's honestly been like really amazing. But while I was gone on vacation, it was only like four five days. His mom came over and cleaned our entire house. Like she literally spent like three full days what? just cleaning our house. Wait, what is it to clean? Your house is always so clean. It's not clean. Like our house looks clean, but I don't think it's really clean. Like it's like dusty. Oh. She cleaned, like she deep cleaned. Like she pulled out like so much hair from my drain. Oh my God. She deep cleaned everything. And I was like, I was like, can you come over more often? <laughs> It's like her way of showing, like her 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 way of showing love is like acts of service. Mm. So, um, can she love me? <laughs> she can adopt you. <laughs> but yeah, it's um. Well, and then so then how does how does love and blind uh, love is blind come into this? You guys were watching it during the yeah. So love is blind is uh, the season two we all watched. Does is season one and season two the same people or different people? Different people, different okay. casts. So um, we all were caught up with Love is Blind. And at the finale of Love is Blind, like after all the weddings, like a couple weeks later, they usually release a reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the I reunion, yeah, so the reunion was out. And so we all decided one day, we literally were out and about and we decided to come back midday. It was like 3 p.m. Let's go watch the reunion. And we came back to Tammy's house and we're like, okay, we're going to watch the reunion. So, um, yeah, just like a little, do you watch Love is Blind at all? I watched the first episode because he told me to, and then I really hated it. <laughs> Did you watch season one or two? Two. Because it made no sense. Like how within the first episode, they were talking about marrying each other already. Yeah. So it's, uh, so it just, Love is Blind is a. It's like what? Yeah. So it's like a social experiment. It's not meant to actually like. Lead to marriage? I mean, I guess the goal is to lead to marriage, but you still have a choice to make at the end. So what happens is like the contestants, boys on one side, girls on the other, they don't see each other for, I think, 10 days. Right. And they just talk. Yeah. And in those 10 days, you go through your rounds of meeting everyone and basically blind dating. Like literally you don't see each other. You're separated by a screen. Mm -hmm. Um, You get to ask whatever you want. So you can literally tell them to, like, you can, like, one of the guys, his name was uh, Shake. Yeah, the the brown guy. The brown the guy, guy, yeah. He would ask questions like, what do you look like? Yeah, like, if, do you like going to the gym? Yeah. You know, to, ins- like, to, to kind of get hints. Or, like, if I were to carry you at 
a festival? Would I be able yeah. to carry you on my shoulders? Like that kind of stuff. So then finally, when you, I guess, emotionally click with someone, then you can propose to them. Oh my God. And if both say yes, then you see each other. Okay. For the first time. Okay. Once you have seen each other, you are then transported to your honeymoon. And are you obligated to get married? No. So you get transported to your honeymoon. So in this season, I think there were like, I don't know, six couples or something that were successfully engaged to Mm -hmm. or proposed to. And then they all got whisked to, I don't remember, let's say Mexico or something. And they spend, I think, like two weeks in honeymoon. So honeymoon is usually when they'll first explore like the physical aspects of each other. You know, obviously they like bond in this emotional connection, but then they'll go to like, they'll have sex or they'll kiss or they'll, you know, it's like a honeymoon phase, right? So it's usually really good. And then once they leave the honeymoon, they go back to Chicago or wherever they're from and they have to live together for three weeks. And in those three weeks, you meet their friends, you meet the real world, you meet their parents. You're going through the stress of like planning your wedding and that's when like shit hits the fan usually and like true colors come out. And then finally the finale is your wedding. And at your wedding, you can still say, you. that's when you decide yes or no. Do they pay for this wedding? I have no idea. I feel like they're probably given a budget. Yeah, because I was seeing one of the TikTok clips of... Um What's what are the the two the Indian guy and the Indian girl? Deep D and Shake. Yeah, and then how she I saw the clip on TikTok where she was at the altar and she was like, "No, I could not marry you." And then the, the little boy in the front row was like, <laughs> "You probably saw so many TikTok clips." <laughs> yeah, I've seen so many. Because this season was like, um, it's just like a lot of drama, but yeah, like I wanted to talk about um, so. In this season, Shake, which is the brown guy, he's he's been really hated on. Right. Yeah, because he he's from what I've seen, he's been painted as a very what's he, what do you call it? Not materialistic, like uh, surface level. What do you call that? Yeah, like superficial. Superficial. Yes. He's also described as like narcissistic. Mm-hmm. Like he would say comments that you know. Yeah. Even when so so at the wedding, obviously Deep D rejected him. And the reason but why, why did she wait till the wedding? That's so dramatic. Because throughout the whole time, he didn't. He didn't ask her. He didn't show that side of him to her. Like they would have a really strong emotional bond. Well, but behind her back, he would say things to her, his bros, and be like, "You know, I can't, I can't have sex with her. She reminds me of my aunt. Right. You know, like I could fuck her emotionally, but I can never fuck her physically. He, he said the word fuck like that. Yeah." Oh, wow. Yeah. But from what I remember on the first episode when they were first talking to each other, um, they both expressed to each other that they usually date white people and not uh, Indian people. Yeah. I think that's probably what like drew them closer to each other. um, Like, yeah, culturally and like before they even saw each other, they realized like, oh, wow, like we were raised the same way, you know, culturally we're the same. And um, in that way, I think they really bonded and um but when he saw her physically he realized like i'm not attracted to her you know he's usually attracted to white girls right Uh um and he couldn't get past that but at the altar everyone thinks like he would have said yes 
because he just saw how beautiful she was like when she walked out she like he was like wow like he looked like he was gonna say yes but she got the opportunity to reject him first so she said no i don't and then his narcissistic ways kind of came out he was kind of like just he's like thank god you said no to me first I, I, I would hate to reject you. This is better this way. This, this is all at the altar or like mm-hmm. those post interviews? All at the altar. He was like telling the family and friends that were sitting that they were all like so awkward. They were all like, this is so embarrassing. And he's like, guys, like, don't be sad. Like, I'm not even mad. Like, this is what I probably wanted. And he's like, guys, I got reservations at Nobu. Don't worry. And people were just like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Like, you know, and... Yeah, he just has, he doesn't realize that he lost someone really amazing. And there's been a lot of hate, but I think he, at the reunion, he kind of justifies himself. Like, um, he's like, there's no, there's nothing wrong in. Preference. Yeah, that's what he kept saying. It's just my preference. Like, she's a great girl. Don't get me wrong, right? But I'm just not attracted to her. But everyone's been hating on him because it's like. It's fine that you weren't attracted to her, but it was the way you kind of Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, so <laughs> he, everyone was saying, like, you're just on the wrong show because this show is about, you know. Love is blind. Love is blind, right? Whereas, like, for you, like, the, even the questions that you asked, you were trying to see what the girl looked like physically. You weren't really trying to connect on, like, a deeper level. Mm-hmm. So, um... Yeah, but I do, I don't know. Don't you think that, like, what? Do I think love is blind? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay, if we're we're talking about love, um, I would say true love is the opposite. True love is not blind. Why? True love is, despite what I see, Despite seeing all of you, despite seeing every inch of you, good, ugly, bad, beautiful, disgusting, lazy, hardworking, uh-huh. I still choose to be with you, mm. right? It's it's everything is illuminated. There is no corner which I do not see of you, uh-huh. right? Physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, whatever it is, but still saying yes to, to everything. That's true. Right. Yeah, he was like because <laughs> people are like you're on the wrong show right and then what, what did he say i saw this clip on tiktok he He's said like, well it should be called love is love is blurry <laughs> oh love is blurry <laughs> ah, that's hilarious um, but i do think it was um like from the little pieces on tiktok i've seen and from just from the first episode i do think more than likely his uh execution of it wasn't the best and you sure, certainly shouldn't be like saying one thing differently to the other people and yeah. then one thing differently to her. I think you should be very, but it sounds like if people are saying he's a narcissistic, he was doing it for the attention. I didn't get that feeling from him. Like honestly, or he's just not self-aware. Yeah. He's definitely not self-aware. Like he will. And his justification is like, I'm just being straight. I'm just being honest. Like he'll mm. just kind of say what's on his mind without thinking about other people's feelings, which like, that's usually a cop out. Yeah. But I mean, because you can definitely still be honest, but still consider it. Yeah. Right. It's using honesty as the label is not really the. Yeah. The but it's excuse. I I don't I don't want to say I feel for him. But like, have you ever, um, 
like I felt like he did have an emotional connection with her. Mm. And he was hoping that the physical would grow. I see where you're going with this. Yeah. He he was hoping that Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, some it, it, they're all pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. And so as he was trying to figure out figure it out, mm-hmm. like sure you should be honest with the other person, but it's really hard to come up to the person and say like, "Hey, I'm not physically attracted to you. I'm emotionally attracted yes, to you." Yes. But let's see where this goes because I think that can grow. Like that's really that's something really hard to even hear that's someone say. That's very difficult to explain to someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there's no Yeah, I I mean I feel like I've certainly been in that position before. Um <laughs> What? <laughs> what did he say? Are you having that? No, continue, continue. It it really is uh tough Mm -hmm. right because as much as you want to like this person there still is the part of your brain or the part of your heart whatever you know something in there that just doesn't fully click but don't you think what if love if you love them yeah that like unless so yeah because there's love and there's attraction yes so right so you really have to like boil these things down Mm -hmm. right attraction as we all know certainly isn't blind Mm -hmm. right love sure you know maybe you know i'll be there for you whatever you need i know i love you i support you whatever it is but in a relationship you obviously need attraction and love yeah right amongst other things so you know i get it yeah that's why i was like i don't like sure again like just eliminating how he carried himself and some of like the really stupid comments he would make like i do understand like when he's looking for someone to marry it's not just about emotional connection as much Mm -hmm. as that's really important like the physical part i think is just as important yeah um (laughs) so while you're away Mm -hmm. oh oh not even maybe not this was two three weeks ago uh-huh. three weeks ago um i went on a date uh-huh. and we definitely were able to talk very deeply uh this was the first date talk very deeply talk very uh, about emotional stuff very understanding very idle i had seen the same did things. you guys meet like on hinge yeah, we okay. met on Hinge. Yep. This was the girl, uh, the voice note girl. Oh, that yeah, I sent yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, come on. There's physical attraction too. No, no, no. So there is. So what I'm leading to is something else. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's definitely a very attractive girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but lifestyle-wise, yeah. there was no attraction. Right. She was Asian, but she didn't really hang out with Asians. Uh-huh. So the night before, we were at karaoke. Yeah. And uh, I was saying, you know, yeah, you know, we were as much me and my friends at karaoke. Have you been karaoke with Asians before? And she was like, oh, no, I haven't. And then as small as a thing as that is, it also feels like the way we party, the way we interact is very different. Right. You know, and that alone, it wasn't like a huge thing, but it's like a small thing you notice. Uh And then even something as, oh, I don't eat meat is like a huge how do we like (laughs) i don't know if this sounds so shallow right now or what 
I mean, like, she doesn't eat meat, but does she, like, she doesn't stop. Yeah, she doesn't stop. Yeah, she's like, you know, you can do your thing. Like, I I was eating lasagna in front of her. And and she was fine with that. She was fine, but it just feels like... There's another different, like, another disconnect. Yeah, because, like, let's say we go to Vancouver together. Now we're literally just eating donuts because we can't eat... (laughs) You know what I mean? It's (laughs) It's just, like, how do we try out the same things? And especially... Uh, being Asian, yeah, it is. It must be so hard to be Asian and not eat meat. Yeah, right. Like our our food is so delicious. It's it's mostly meat. It's mostly like meat. Main... Different types of way to prepare the same type of meat. Yeah, you know, it's just even our like pastries have meat, like oh our buns God, and yes. like tasu bao and yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, so it was you know like a bunch of small things, and it's just like okay, this is this is tough. Yeah. I know that's hard and the thing I always think is like emotional connection I feel like is a lot harder to find and so I feel like you think so? I think so you don't think so? (sighs) I feel like you could be physically attracted to a lot of people at least I can (laughs) no I'm I think I'm opposite yes i think i've because i've been single for so long and because i've been on so many dates Mm -hmm. i've gotten to the point where i can find something to connect with you Mm. on but whether or not i find you physically attractive maybe this is because of the standards that were set from my photography background and shooting all these models and going to you know different modeling agencies in LA, New York, and seeing like so many different type of girls, maybe that elevated my standard. But I always felt like I, it takes a specific type of girl to really like, oh shit, who's, who's that? Mm. You know? And I love that. Like to turn your head. Yeah. And I love that feeling where you, when you see someone at like a party or across a room or at a library or in an airport and we're like, whoa, that girl is, Mm. you know what I mean? So I almost look for that. And then I try to see, okay, do we have an emotional connection? You know, which mm. is, I feel like I, I always get one or the other and it's really hard to find what you want mm-hmm. in one person. Do you agree that sometimes when you have an emotional connection with someone that like they just naturally become more physically attractive? Yes, yes, for sure. So then if you're looking for like the physical first it's not the. It's not that I'm looking for the physical first. Is I like, at least in the beginning stage, right? Where, you know, you're just like, wow, right? You know, right, right, right. Yeah, because for obviously, you know, for a healthy relationship that lasts twenty, thirty, forty years, you have the rest of the second half of it where you're got you guys are old and you all you have is the emotion. Mm-hmm. But at least let me have the beginning where we're both like you know lusting for each other, yeah, yeah kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Have so have you ever been with someone that you weren't physically attracted to? Not not physically attracted to, but eventually you kind of You're like for the long run it's not gonna work out. Yeah. Mm. Especially more so for me for like a height thing. Mm. Like I've been with girls that, you know, weren't as tall as I wanted and I'm I'm six three, you know. I always just say, you know, you know you know my my uh my minimum height is I always like to say the girls be five, six and up. Yeah. And the reason for that is because I just like a girl when we're walking down the street, your shoulder level 
your head is at my shoulder so you can rest your head on my shoulder <laughs> or i can put my arm around you yeah it's and it just so happens my shoulder is higher up off the ground <laughs> and, and honestly i know that um it sounds so like superficial but i've been with shorter girls and when you walk through the mall when you it feels weird it feels like i'm like an awkward an awkward height it feels like I'm walking with like, I don't have a little sister, but it feels like I'm walking with a little sister. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. People are looking. Yeah. And and then as a photographer, when I'm taking photos of couples that have a, a different height difference, it is harder to get certain poses and certain, um, the framing and composition you want. Cause it, it, there's just, you know I mean? Yeah, harder yeah, to yeah. work with. Right. So you have to be a lot more creative. And I understand that. You know, so it's like I I kind of see outside looking in as right, right, you know right. what I mean. So there's like a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another um, did you see the Asian couple and the white guy? Or sorry, the Asian girl and the white yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, the guy that looks like he's on coke all the time. Hey, he's always like, his name's Shane. And then uh, the <laughs> he's always like clicking his pen. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually like a couple that I was like, oh man, like, because the guy's pretty attractive. Right. Like, he's your typical, like, blonde, white, tall, like, pretty handsome looking white guy. The Asian girl, like, she's really sweet, you know, well, well Natalie, spoken. Right? Yeah, Natalie, she's right. well spoken, you know, she's successful, but like, and like, she's cute, but like, physically, I wouldn't say she's like, his level. Like, it looks like she's definitely dating up, right? And I thought like, oh wow, it's weird that they connected emotionally, first of all, because... They seem like they would have nothing to connect yeah, about emotionally. Right? This guy's like a child. Yeah. Actually, what's funny is she said that the reason why she likes him is because... It's so opposite of her? He's everything she's not. Mm. Yeah. Which is which was really cute because throughout the series, you see them like they actually complement each other really well. Mm. But when they physically saw each other, like I was very shocked that like... Like Shane was like, oh, she's she's like really beautiful. Like he was really into her. Yeah, she was really into her. So I think like that emotional connection, like, mm. you know, um, because there was someone else that he also liked, Shayna, which is more like if you look at them like physically, it looks like she's yeah, they more, belong together. Yeah, yeah, but she was like a bitch. But yeah, so they were really cute together, and like this was the their wedding was the one that made me ball my eyes out. Yeah, you're. I told yeah, you this. yeah, tell me, tell me the, yeah. tell the audience the. Uh, so Natalie just like reminds me of. I don't know. She's just like, she looks like she's one of those like. Very well raised. Studious Asian. Studious Asian mm -hmm. girls, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, they show her relationship with her parents, and her parents are just like her best friends. Like, they're really close. Very supportive. Very supportive of her. You know, they're obviously still traditional Asian parents mm -hmm. who obviously at first didn't quite understand the whole social experiment that she's going through because she brought Shane home and was like, this is my fiance. And the mom was like, what is happening? Like, she was shocked. But the father the whole time was like, you know, let's give this a... Um, Did they speak... Like they spoke proper. perfect English, yeah, oh, with really? an accent, with a Korean accent, but okay. the, it was proper grammar and everything. He was like, you know, let's let's take let's accept this with an open heart. You know, let's trust our daughter's judgment. She's obviously a very intelligent girl. Like, you know, we just have to trust her, right? Uh -huh. And like that already kind of establishes like or shows the audience like how close they are, right? Because 
I mean, I'm pretty sure if I came home like that, my parents would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, they would not. Like, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, like, we're not coming to your wedding. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. are you stupid? Like, what are you doing? Anyway, so the night before, like, this whole time, the parents really liked, like, the, the, the whole relationship was really, it looked like it was, it was good. Everyone on the show was betting on the fact that they were going to get married. And the night before the wedding, um, they got into a huge fight where Shane just said some really mean things to Natalie. Things what did like, he say? Like physically? Physical things? No, like things like, I hate you. You know, you're the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Like shit like that. Wait, what? What? Yeah, and she was just like, where did this come from? Like, obviously, he was drunk. But obviously, these things didn't just come out of nowhere, right? So throughout the episodes, you kind of see that Shane sometimes gets mad at Natalie for not validating him. Like, oh, so? So Natalie's like... I kind of see like a lot of myself in him because she's kind of like mean but like it's not because she doesn't love Shane but that's just her way of like kidding with people like she's very critical yeah or like Shane would be like oh am I am I good looking or something like that and she would be like are you fishing for compliments oh right, right. but he would just be annoyed he'd be like why can't you just like yeah say I look good today yeah like why are you always like putting me down but it's not, she's not doing it in like a malicious way. It's just her, like she's very sarcastic. Like that's her way of humor. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, I think he just has like a, I mean, I'm sure a therapist would be able to describe whatever he has, but it's like almost like. He just needs the validation. Yeah. He needs a lot of validation. He needs a lot of like reassurance and not that he doesn't love Natalie, but yeah, he just gets mad easily about that kind of stuff. Mm. So anyways, so when she was. Like, on the day of her wedding, on the morning of her wedding, um, she started having doubts. And she's like, why would the person that I love, like, say these things to me, these hurtful things to me, right? And so her dad, like, just tells her, like, you know. So she, her dad walks her up the aisle or down the aisle. and Oh, this is happening, happening. Yeah. So her dad walks her down the aisle and then she, she... He says, I do, which is very shocking, too, because everyone was like, whoa, this whole time, like, he's saying how, like, Natalie's so critical of him, and, you know, and they got into this huge fight. He said that he hates her, like, but he's okay. still saying, I do, mm -hmm. and then when it goes to Natalie, Natalie's like, she doesn't, which was so shocking because throughout the entire- Wait, 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 what does she say exactly? I don't? I do. No, she says, I do, too? So he says, I do, and she says, I don't. Okay, she says I don't. Which is shocking because throughout the entire series, Natalie was always like, Shane's like the man of my dreams. Um, you know, even though he did this, right? you know, I would never... She would just say things that were re very reassuring in front of the camera. Like, you know, I love him so much. You know, there's no one else in the world that's better for me. I oh love him. That I love that he's so different for me. Blah, 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 blah. And so it was so shocking all of a sudden that she said no. Right. So I started bawling because her reasoning was she said her before she walked down the aisle, her dad said to her, just follow your heart. And she said that she realized at that moment that her dad always makes her feel very safe and secure. And she deserves someone who will make her feel the same way. And with that big episode the night before the wedding with that fight, she just felt like it was... 
It was too much. It's too much. Like she didn't feel safe. She didn't. She had doubts. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't the real kind of relationship she wants to be in. No matter how much she loves a guy, and it just like showed me that having that parental figure in your life, because they are the people who show you love. They're the role models. Yeah. Of what I should find. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, that's so important for someone to know, to grow up and know like, this is what I'm worth. This is what Mm. I deserve. This is like... They teach you. Yeah, they set the bar high, right? I don't know, like maybe it was like the hormonal, like the pregnancy, but I was like, this is so important to show your kids like kind of like set that bar high yeah how mom and dad treat each other is how you should deserve to be treated how you should treat your your partner how yeah for sure so then i just thought about yeah like your own dad my own dad yeah and then i thought about like your dad (laughs) (laughs) but my own dad specifically like just um yeah was the thought process there I think I didn't realize it until until it, you saw until I saw it but like what do you think daddy issues are like when someone says like you have daddy issues what does that mean needing a lot of male validation maybe defining yourself too much through a man yeah Being very I don't know if this is daddy issues, but being very sloppy with relationships. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Be like you're just describing me. <laughs> I mean, hey, if the shoe fits. <laughs> no, but I, I do because usually when you know when um <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to picture like uh, the stereotypical girl with daddy issues, which is usually what you know the media says is like strippers and girls on OnlyFans, and usually the sense I get is you know they're just kind of seeking approval, seeking from approval, like, doing things that they shouldn't be doing, devaluing their worth, yeah, 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 um, kind of jumping around, got a guy, you know, that's where the sloppy that was, was what I meant, um, yeah. kind of like that, yeah, and I don't want to say like obviously my dad like loved me to death like my dad you know in terms of like him showing his love was more just like financially financially you know Mm -hmm. anytime i needed anything he would always like get it for us um you know he financially he supported us and like but just like him physically not being here and his absence from Mm -hmm. my life having that like male role model and I never really, even growing up, I never really saw, like, the care my dad had for my mom. Mm. Right? Because they were never together. Like, mm. I never saw them together. And on top of that, you know, with that, I guess, suspicion that my dad might be cheating on my mom. It was always this thing in the back of your mind. Yeah. Right? So, I was like, damn, like, it, it must have been, it would have been so nice, I think, to have that um and so yeah when I saw that wedding I was just like I, I like bawled my eyes out and um it just made me 
you know, vow that I would try my best to be there for my son mm -hmm. and just really make sure that he knows that you're there. Yeah, that I'm there and, and to show him like what that because we're going to be his first example of love that mm -hmm. he ever sees. So that's going to be really important to to showcase. But yeah, I just feel like, yeah, then I thought about you. Yeah, but you really do realize that financially, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you would trade all the financial support just for more time together. A hundred percent. Him being there, him being present, right? Yeah. That was a big thing, too, when Eden and I first got together, because both our parents are astronaut dads. I remember asking him specifically, do you have plans on working over like abroad oh because you didn't want to recreate the same situation yeah because he's been reached out before by like um like companies to move mm. him to texas or you know and he always said to me like if it wasn't for you like if, if i didn't find you if we if we didn't get together he would have moved to the states mm. like he would have wanted to move really? to the states yeah but wow. like i just know for a fact like I can never do long distance. So if he moves, I'm moving. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, 100%. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, oh, then it's not going to work. Uh, it depends where he's moving. Okay, okay. That makes but sense. like, yeah, if he's moving to like LA, Texas, New York, like I'm definitely going. It's just a little bit like because um, <laughs> just because with my license, I can't just work anywhere, right? Right, 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 right. So it's like if I move, then I probably won't work. <laughs> That's our like, deal. Yeah. That's our deal. I'll move, but I'm not working. But um, yeah, that was something I was like, there's no way. Because I've seen my mom go through like raising us without, you know, help. Mm -hmm. I've seen my mom. It, it's like she went. It's tough. I can only imagine. It's crazy. Just even think about like. Yeah, going to work, coming home, doing the chores, cooking, yeah, this, that, check your homework. Like, Holy luckily, crap. my mom, we had my grandma, so luckily, like, my, my grandma helped out a lot. But even think about, like, how lonely you are, like, sexually. Yeah. Like, I don't want to think about that because she's my have mom. You, have you ever found anything in your parents? Yes. But, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, think about that, right? Like. Yeah, that's brutal because at the end of the day, even though she's your mom, she's human. Yeah. And you don't look at them like that, but they have needs yeah and honestly quite honestly now that i'm older if either one of them had cheated i probably would have been like yeah i understand that yeah because yeah, yeah. they literally were half a world yeah apart. it's crazy and yeah it, yeah it just it just got me like spiraling into into deep like deep thought but yeah yeah i mean when i was when you told me that story over whatsapp I think I told you um, when I was watching the Kanye West documentary, mm. I had the very like same moment, same feeling. Because did you watch the documentary at all? Mm, yeah. Yeah. She, Kanye's mom was so supportive of him. Yeah. So supportive. She knew like all the words to like yeah, his songs. Yeah, it was adorable. She was like, she was the reason why he believed because he believed in her so much. Yeah. And he was like, okay, you know, like, of course I can do this someone is believing in me so much why can't i do this yeah you know and after i saw that like i literally had to go in the shower and just like bawl my eyes out and cry 
Yeah. You know, because this is like, I realized like, oh my God, that's what I wanted and needed. Yeah. Like a life. supportive parent. Yeah. A parent that was just, yeah, supportive and, and who believed and who, you know, I, I'm your number one fan. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it, it just proves that like your parents, like our parents have a lot of influence on yeah so much yeah and like it is scary like when you then think about how much influence you will have on your child yeah that's that's really a lot of responsibility you're almost scared of every action you take or don't take and you start to overthink it and like you know how how do we appear to the kids yeah honestly i yeah, I saw that documentary with Kanye and I felt like um I felt his pain like when his mom passed mm. away. Cuz it was like imagine being that close to a parent. Yeah. She was like his best friend. Yeah. Best friend, parent, you know. Yeah, that's that's crazy. What happened to her, his dad? Was he just like not in the picture? Uh, I don't know exactly. In the in parts of the documentary you do see him them talking on the phone. I think they have a, a decent relationship but oh, i guess maybe they're divorced or something yeah maybe yeah maybe um but it seems like yeah she did raise him on his own and, and all that kind of stuff all right yeah what did you do while i was gone live life drink <laughs> eat not donuts do you have updates <laughs> do i have updates um Just a lot of uh, soul searching. Uh-huh. That's really about it. Just a lot of soul searching. Um, Is this for like another episode? No, it's, there's nothing. It's just. Like I've said, I've said this before on the podcast, like. Because we're, we're, we're recording this and I'm the one editing. So I feel like there's like layers to this us saying and having the conversations is one layer mm-hmm. me editing it means i'm rehearing what i'm saying multiple times as a second layer and third is the comments and messages from friends and um all the that feedback. kind of stuff, the feedback basically right yeah. and then you have to reprocess that again yeah so it feels like a lot of compounding uh it feels like i'm in, I'm in a incubation pod of my feelings and my thoughts and dealing with everything and it's just you know all in this big ball kind of thing so it's just dealing with all that kind of is it like good dealing or bad dealing it's both you know there's some days you i feel like i know i've made tremendous progress yeah but some days it's almost like um the more you learn the more you you realize what you don't know Mm -hmm. so it's like the more i'm learning about this the more i'm also oh, okay, there's a lot more I have to do and go through and figure out. Mm-hmm. Like, I am I see more of all that needs to get untangled, mm. if that makes sense. Because actually, after YOLO passed away, you reached out to your family to have dinner. Yeah. I don't think you told. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah after i think it was the week afterwards 
I messaged my mom and I said, you know, like, because we, because they haven't heard this yet, but after episode 12, we recorded another episode, episode 13, which was, um, all of my thoughts in terms of what I felt like I didn't portray properly in episode 12 in terms of the family and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was like a, definitely a stressful couple weeks talking about all these things, YOLO passing, you know, just really trying to come to terms with, hey, I just need to get over this because, you know, it's like now or never kind of thing. Um, so I did message my mom and said, you know, hey, let's let's all go for, for dinner together. And as I told you, I give you a recap afterwards. It was awkward. It was so like just weird, like my dad just didn't even understand the significance of it he was just reading his newspaper first of all okay you guys all had dinner at a chinese restaurant yeah a chinese restaurant and there's four of you there was four of us and i didn't realize this until we left until we we're leaving right uh-huh. um so my, my dad my mom and my brother all still live at home in the same home in the same home so at most there should be two vehicles i came from downtown they came from home Right. But what happened was each individual person went in their own individual car after dinner, after dinner. So four people showed up to the restaurant, one family, four people, three in the same house, four cars left. (laughs) Did you message your mom and then your mom told your brother and your dad or did you also message your brother? No, I only messaged my mom. Okay. I was like, let's have family dinner. You know, let me know when everyone's free, you know, and then she was the the ringleader and coordinated it. Okay. But um, yeah, I, I told you right. I my so as Chinese people eat dinner, you know, we ordered the fish, right? So the fish with the soy sauce came, and um, my I forgot who said this. I think my brother said this. He's like, oh, you know, you probably haven't had this in a while, right? And then I wanted to take that as an opportunity to, you know, create hey, conversation. Not create conversation, but like, hey, let me point out to every single person here why i called this family dinner okay and i said no i've had the fish i've had fish before but what i haven't had in a while is a family dinner with the four of us how did you say that in chinese um <laughs> I, f- fuck, what did I, forget his name? I just said like um like fuck what did i say i was like oh <laughs> No, no, I think I think that part I said in English. I think I said, yeah, I had this before, but you know, uh, they, what, yeah, what I haven't had is all they say go high, high. Yes, I say fine. Yeah, Like that hasn't happened. Yeah, I forgot how I said it exactly, but that's basically what I so said. They, they understood it. Like your parents heard it. I said it loud enough, where it was like, my brother, my mom kind of like chuckled. My brother, you know, processed it. My dad just like just nothing. Nothing. Nothing, you know? And it, it felt like I almost had to be like, <clears throat> Was he like, Do you hear what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> was he sitting there, like, looking at his phone? He was, like, on the newspaper, reading the newspaper. Very, like, nonchalant. Like, he, in his mind, he doesn't understand the gravity of... Your son is... Your son who you haven't talked to, who spoken yes. to, is asking you to come out for dinner. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or the fact that we're sitting next to each other or the fact that we don't even have good relations or the fact that, you know, it just, for him, it's another day. Mm-hmm. So know? he didn't, like, ask you, like, how are things? Yeah, 
so when I first came to the restaurant, he was like, oh, I thought you were bringing a girlfriend. Which shows you how, like, out of our whole existence where we don't even talk to each other in the last 10 years, we've had like two exchanges. You think I would just, you know, hey guys, here's, here's my girlfriend, you know, girlfriend. Meet my parents. Yeah, meet my dad, you know. We're, Who we never talk, yeah, we never like, talk to. Like he's so out of touch and like, you know, delusional with the situation, you know, and it's just like. Sometimes I feel like, do you think we expect too much from our parents? Because we've been raised in this like. Modern Western society. Yeah. That we, ex we see that, like we see in movies and shows and like those like the perfect family. But that just is very rare in Asian culture. I don't know. I feel like they're like oblivious to it. Like they don't realize that there needs to they need to give more they need to you know create that bond with their kid i don't know like I, I find that the people who do have the best relationships with their are more westernized yeah yeah because i i always remember my when we were growing up like my my dad would always say you know you need to house in fumo yeah right the chinese people love to say that you yeah. need to love your parents yep and not the other way around. You need to love us. Yeah. My mom, like, growing up, I never got birthday presents. Mm. And whenever I would ask my mom, like, how come like, how come I don't get birthday presents? She's like, you should be buying me a present. She's like, that was my most painful day. I had to give birth to you. Right. So she's like... That's true. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it was like that. Maybe you're right. Maybe maybe Western society has polluted our brains and me, 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 and I need love. And I don't know. I, I think in our situations, we just, it's not like we need, we just need, oh, just give me something. <laughs> just, you know, I, I know in our situations, we're not asking for too much, but I think in general, yeah, there is an imbalance of which way the, you know which way it goes yeah I yeah i mean i definitely feel like like we say everything just seems to be happening so fast like through the podcast yeah i don't know if we said this on on or off camera i think off i think off camera but even just like you know the first the, the third episode where i was talking about like yeah, you're you're married. Ian and I, yeah, yeah. Ian and I going through therapy. Ian and I like almost getting a divorce, and then like episodes. literally like three episodes later, I was like pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like, yeah, because I asked you, I'm like, do people think like this is or this is too fast for the listener? Yeah, you know, and all of a sudden it's like, I know. can't stand my, you know what I mean? And yeah. then we're having family dinner. It feels like a sitcom. Yeah, like everything's happening really fast, yeah. but it's like I think, I think talking about it helps you process it faster or else you're if you don't talk and process about things you're stuck in that moment yeah and you never emotionally grow out of it or physically you know what i mean like you don't out you know yeah, you're yeah, stuck yeah. yeah what's the next step for you myself are you actually gonna move uh okay like the other day 
I think it was after episode 14, <laughs> at the end when we were packing up, like, Derek was like, oh yeah, it's fine. I think I'm just going to move to LA. I'm not going to be, in, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be in Canada for long anyways. And I'm like, what? I didn't, I didn't say that. Oh no, you said this. You said, oh, you know, uh, I think it's cool that we're just recording like every other week. You know, maybe eventually we'll do like once a month and then I'll just fly back from from L.A. for f- to record once a month. And I'm like, excuse me. And then, yeah, you were like long term. You don't you you don't want to live here. <laughs> oh, man, this is going to have to go into episode 16. This is a whole different. Oh, is it? I was just I was. Well, these are these are thoughts right now. These are thoughts. Yeah, I remember. Le- I remember you leaving that day. And then I was like. You're not going to be here. That's good. But I do want to come back once a month. And then we'll knock out four episodes. We'll have four one hour. I've been thinking about this. Realistically, are you... How realistic is that? For you to fly five hours, My life hours? hasn't been realistic, Carmen. My life hasn't... Let me, let me tell you. That's like... A self-taught photographer who's traveled the world, who's managed musicians, who's gotten platinum plaques. I've been backstage at the Scotiabank Arena. I've... <sighs> The other day, what happened? One of the BTS members. Oh, yeah. One of the B- Jun Jungkook, <laughs> the sexiest motherfucker on this planet, posted an Instagram story of an artist that I managed. That's crazy. Aria Olsen, Love on the Weekend. That oh. song I was so in love with. I knew that song was so special. Wasn't that like so much validation at that point? You're like, oh, I knew it. <laughs> like you haven't, I've... Like, as a manager, uh, I see the song through so many stages. Mm. Through the initial recording of just, like, sometimes voice notes and just a guitar. And then, like, the rough one, rough two, rough three, rough four, rough five, right? Different producers adding different things. And then it goes to the mixing stage, which is the, the engineer now takes the final thing and polishes up. Makes this louder, makes it quieter, adds more echo here. And even in that is like several processes. So that song has always, I've seen like the progression of it. And I always knew it was such a special song. You saw it come from nothing. Yeah. It was like you know, and, and when we were managing her, we obviously were, were independent. And we put all our eggs in that basket. You know, we this is the one where we're going to tell Spotify and Apple Music we're, we're coming out as a lead single. We put money out of our own pocket to shoot the music video. Uh, me and Will directed the video. Um, I was so hands-on with the editor trying to get the right... This is the pacing of the video. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much that attachment I have to that song. And, to yeah, to, to see that is... Is incredible you know it feels I, w- I wish it happened earlier but i'm so happy that she's finally getting some recognition that yeah. she deserves because that's such an incredible song you guys can check it out aria olsen love on the weekend yeah it's a great song um but back to your statement of <laughs> what, what, what was the word you used it's improbable what did you say it's like um, it's not real what'd you say yeah it's not realistic nothing is realistic in life carmen <sighs> It's gonna be weird. I think nothing. I I've went went from that to now owning a microdosing mushroom company <laughs> available across Canada and the U.S. I've you know a product that has changed so many lives. We get so many DMs of people saying my anxiety, my depression. You guys have helped me so much. Nothing is 
Yeah. Flying back once a month is like, like, other than a financial yeah. burden. Because I was doing the math, it's like, actually, guys, up quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, that's why I was, I was like, like, okay, this is, you know, this is no joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna, it's gonna turn into like this virtual podcast. But I, I like, was more, I was more worried about like, okay, if I do fly back once a month, because this is obviously so far away. This is like me thinking like, you know, down the line. It's not like it's gonna happen tomorrow. But um, how would we have four one-hour conversations? Would it be four in one day, two in two days back to back? That means I have to see you Friday, Saturday when I come. You know, back. I wasn't even. <laughs> That's think- what I was thinking. I wasn't even thinking so much about the podcast, really. You know, what made me sad was like, there's just going to be a lot of life things that are going to happen where we're not part of each other's life. That's why the podcast is there. Yeah, the podcast. If I see you once a month, honestly, that was probably the rate that I saw you before pandemic, right? Before pandemic, yes. When life was, everyone was still busy, doing this, doing that, running around. That's true. Right? So it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. No, that's true. And maybe like if you actually weren't living here, we'd make more of like an effort like, when you were no, like when you were coming to visit, we would be like, yo, let's go out. Let's, yeah, you know, yeah. versus like if you're always there, it's like, yeah, it's just, you know, you don't make it special, but it's just like maybe because of the pandemic, like we saw each other almost every single week, Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, and every Saturday. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be weird. Yeah. It's just tough. I, t- as a creative and all the things that I do, like Toronto has a ceiling. Mm-hmm. And for the amount of work that we do here is that your return would be tremendously higher in the States. The market is just bigger. There's more relationships, more connections. Yeah. And then I also don't feel a place here. Like everyone is settling down, buying houses, getting married, having kids. And I don't see that yet. Or I don't know if I see that in my future so it's like i feel like this might be where the paths diverge Mm -hmm. even though they've been diverging already Mm -hmm. right when you're when you're in high school all your paths are like you're just in the same pocket you're in the same ball Mm. right and then university you get spread out a little bit your work culture you spread a little bit yeah you know in your late 20s it's kind of a little bit more but when you're in your 30s it really is like some Right? Some people's life's paths are like all the way here and they're, you know? Yeah, or the people you're really, really close with that you were like friends forever. Yeah. Like, like you if you really, yeah, if you really look back at old photos and go through the contact list on your phone, yeah. It's, it's, it's the sad, but also the beautiful part of life. Those years you're really close to someone. Yeah. You know? Oh man, I, I need to show this. Uh, there's this gra- this chart. That someone not there's a drawing that someone drew on Instagram of people's timelines together mm-hmm. and when they were close and far apart. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I gotta send it to you. Um, Can you describe it? Yeah, so it'd be like um, dog, for instance. You meet, and then you're like best friends, best friends, best friends, and then they pass. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be like high school or like a one night stand, and it'll just be like one an x one uh yeah yeah, one intersection so it'll show like different things like best friends and parents and how like you'll be together and then apart oh so it's like different relationships yeah yeah you see the the when you are close together when you're far apart and sometimes some relations come back some never come back so it's very like interesting to to see relationships from that aspect yeah 
yeah, no, I mean, I definitely think, like, we're in this life stage right now where it's going to be really interesting in the next, like, five, ten years. Because I think that will really solidify, like, you know, your, your kind of your, your friend circle. Mm-hmm. And who knows? I mean, again, you know, we may grow apart and then we might cross paths again, like, you know, when we're older, when you're back in Toronto. <laughs> this podcast is going to be going... <laughs> That's why I, that was my first. Guys, we are holding him accountable to this, okay? That was my first thought after, like, <laughs> you know what? Maybe as soon as, like. If it wasn't for the podcast, would you fly back? Maybe less frequent, but definitely. I, I'm, I'm terrified of leaving. Yeah. I'm terrified. My, you guys, all of our friends are, like, all that I have. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to move somewhere and not know anybody and start over again. It's terrifying. Do we have time? I wanted to mention... Oh, my gosh. It's so late. Okay. I wanted to mention one last thing. Okay. The other day, um, I was driving to work. And I realized, I was like, if you pass away... Me? Yeah. Like, who is going to take care of your shit? Like, remember how you said, like, when oh, someone dies? Oh, you mean when I'm older or now? Now or older. Well, I'm sure my parents or my, my, my parents would get notified. Would they? Wouldn't they? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> but they wouldn't know anything. Well, they would probably be... They don't know, like, what investments you have, what right, assets right, you right, have, right. what companies all you're the accounts, part of. All the accounts. The they don't know who your friends are, what bank you go with. They don't know anything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be uh and it'd be a. I think you need to appoint me. <laughs> create a create a, a will and like a, a document little, with like all the account names, the passwords, a little and, like booklet. Yeah, if I were to pass. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of this, but I was like, damn, like because I was thinking in my head, like I think because um that song came on. What song? The one by Sasha Gray or no Sasha Sloan. Dancing with your ghost. Yeah. Dancing with the Ghost, that we always say like, oh, that's a really good funeral song. Yeah. But um, that song came on on my drive and I was like, who's going to like, I know I want to like, like, I don't think your parents would be the ones who plan your funeral. I feel like it would have to be, it would be me or Wally or Andre or, you know, right? Yeah, for sure. Because they wouldn't even know who to invite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God. Then I started thinking like, yeah, who's going to take care of like your your assets and like you know and then where do your assets even go um they go to next of kin which is my brother really yeah they go to next of kin they go to family is that what you want family or spouse unless you dictate otherwise is that what you want What, you're going to ask for my money right no, now? No, I'm not. <laughs> She's trying to, trying to get my Ethereum. <laughs> get my <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> Anyways, that was just something I thought about. <laughs> All right. This is a long episode, guys. Sorry about that. We lost track of time. But uh, it's, it's been a long time since we've chatted, so just catching each other. <laughs> I'm just gonna hold this. Oh my All right, God. wrap it up. 
<laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll check you next week. Bye guys. <laughs>